Welcome to another episode of the Water Women Podcast, the podcast all things ocean. I'm your host, Jill. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 61 of the Water Women Podcast. I can't believe it. 61 episodes in. That is unreal to me. I thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back week after week to hear me ramble on with my ocean loving friends about so many different topics and sticking with me throughout this process. I'm so excited for today's episode as you will hear me say many times throughout it but today I'm joined by the founder or one of the founders of Ocean Mimic. Now if you're an ocean lover at all I can almost guarantee you've seen Ocean Mimics somewheres on your socials. They're all over Instagram because so many people love them, and rightfully so. If you're spending a lot of time in the water, you want to be in something that's comfortable and that you can feel good about wearing in a sustainability mindset. And that's what Ocean Mimic has done. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear the story today from Emma and let her tell you all about the story of how Ocean Mimic was created and why, and about her experience as a water woman. So let's jump in. Welcome back to the Water Women podcast. I am so excited again for today's guest. She is so cool and has created such cool things. So how about you introduce yourself before we get more into this and let people know a little bit about you and who you are. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, My name is Emma. And I run Ocean Mimic, which is a a swimwear brand made of recycled plastic and inspired by different sea creatures, and also a charity all about plastic pollution and running beach cleanups and educating people about the ocean. So this is my passion project. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so excited to chat about it. (laughs) I love that. So... Did you always love the ocean? Like, did you grow up near the ocean and kind of found it at a young age or did it come later on in life? Well, I've always been a water baby since I was tiny. <laughs> I've been like living in, in the water, but I I've, I didn't grow up near the sea. So it was always like a holiday thing and I'd be rushing out into the sea and spending time <laughs> in the pool. So it wasn't until I was, uh, was I 12 or 14? I can't remember. I was, I think I was 14 years old when I did my open water with my, um, with my dad and my brother. So that was my first time scuba diving. Um, and I was so lucky to get to do that at such a young age. And I was, and that, that's the moment that I properly fell in love. That's when you really see and understand that there's this whole incredible underwater world. I feel like scuba diving really is the entrance for a lot of people to be like, this is the coolest place on the earth because like you really get that firsthand look at all these different animals and like you're a visitor in their home and it really kind of like resonates with you. I definitely agree. I think scuba diving is so important and the work people do as uh, dive instructors is is super important for exactly that reason. Absolutely. And super, it's super helpful to like educate people because it's a lot of like, if you don't see it, you can't care about it kind of thing. So it's super helpful in education sense. Absolutely. And if you think about it, there's so few people who actually ever get to have a glimpse in that world. So 
I feel like the people who do get the the privilege and the experience to scuba dive and see this world actually have a lot of responsibility to fight to protect it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so you fell in love with it when you were young. Did you go on to pursue it? Like, did you take a bachelor's or did you go to school for marine science? Like, did it inspire you to do that kind of thing? Well, no, I kind of had a bit of a weird journey, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> I I did my open water when I was 14. And then I, I didn't go down the route of marine biology, mostly because at that time I wanted to be a singer. So I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to be an opera singer. This was what I wanted to be when I was younger. Um, no yeah, I know. So it's so different. Um, and actually I ended up, I, I did a, I took a year out after school and I traveled and I did my dive master. And I, I did that in Koh Tao, which was amazing when I was 18. And still, even then I came back, I wanted to pursue my career in singing. I had my dreams stomped on by a horrible singing teacher who said I should oh, never pursue no. a career in singing, <laughs> which crushed me. But then I didn't go down the route of, okay, let's do marine biology because I love the ocean, but I'm going to now try and become a quantum physicist, natural progression oh. there. And then I did that for a few years, <laughs> quit the degree, then became a yoga teacher. And then finally I did my instructors <laughs> and Amazing. became a scuba diving instructor in Malaysia. So very strange journey. Amazing. You really lived like a hundred lives right there from like singing <laughs> quantum physics to that's unreal. That is so cool. I like to try lots of things, which I think is why being an entrepreneur suits me because it's a lot of variety and I don't get bored because I'm like, otherwise Absolutely. I'm flitting around. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally get that. I feel like I can't sit still in one place for too long. Like I've been in my hometown now for like a couple months and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to leave. I'm ready for what's next. <laughs> Where am I going next? What's going on? Um, yeah. That's too funny. So you worked at the dive center in Malaysia, you mentioned. Tell us about that. Was that kind of like a, I don't know what I was going to say there, but that must have been like a really cool experience. Yes, it was. It was, it was a really cool experience going from, yeah, student life in a big city in the UK to suddenly living on a tiny tropical island in Malaysia um, was incredible. I It was an island called Rawa Island off the east coast next to Tiaman Island in Malaysia. And this island was literally like a 15 minute walk from one end to the other. So tiny, tiny, tiny island life. Um, and I was teaching, I did my instructors there. So I, um, I trained there and became an instructor and then was also teaching yoga there. Um, cool. and it was, re it was really, it was a really great place. And this dive center called Orca Nation, they had a really heavy focus on, um, sustainability and especially on educating children to uh, care about the oceans through diving as like a medium for that. Yeah. So it was, it was really, it really opened my eyes. Um, and I learned a lot through these educational programs. Um, so yeah, I think it had a huge part to play with where I am now. Absolutely. Do you think it kind of 
We're going to talk a lot about Ocean Mimic here in just a second, but like, do you think it kind of led into Ocean Mimic a little bit? Like where you were underwater all the time kind of inspired Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you're, the more time you spend under the water, you, the more you connect to the ocean, first of all. And, yeah. and secondly, it was there as well that um, I was, my eyes were open to the plastic problem as well, because this, this island, most of the, most of the year was gorgeous like white soft sand beaches no trash to be seen and it was when it came to monsoon season that suddenly you would you'd descend on a dive and say goodbye to beautiful beaches and come up and they were covered in plastic that had washed up and seeing it firsthand really shakes you up and it it really drives yeah really drives it home Seeing the comparison of like the beach you know to be like a clear, beautiful beach, and then later on seeing like all these like even just like baker pieces of plastic, like plastic forks, cigarette butts, like all these just trash all over. It's really it's heartbreaking because you're like, this is a place I love so much, and to see it yeah. covered in trash, it's like, so heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Like I've 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 seen people break down into tears in in Bali and cleanups, like because it it really oh, yeah. is devastating when you see the beach like so so bad it's you hear about it in documentaries but when you experience it it's something different I did I was partaking in a cleanup with uh the group I was working with in Australia last or two summers ago and we had like this jar full of cigarette butts and I like I lost it I had to like walk away because I was just crying so hard and I know, like, a friend I had at the time smoked, and I, like, texted him, I was like, you have to quit, like, that's it, you're done, I don't care, but you're not yeah. smoking anymore, he's like, what do you mean, and I was like, you should see all the cigarette butts we have, like, you're not smoking anymore, like, you're killing the planet, and he was like, okay, you're being a little dramatic, and I was like, yes, but I'm right. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like surprising things like I know there's that whole big thing about straws where everyone's like stop mm-hmm. using the straws but if you're putting a metal straw into like the plastic takeaway cup it's still plastic yeah, takeaway and who, cup and who needs a straw come on we're adults we can drink from a cup <laughs> this Absolutely. is always my thing I'm like oh, <laughs> you can drink without a straw are you five you know <laughs> Sorry. And there is some community <laughs> that needs the straws, absolutely. But like, there's alternatives. Yeah, to, exactly. There are have to exceptions. Be a metal straw. True, yeah. absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a metal straw. Like, there's like the the um. I know I have like a silicone straw that I like better because the metal straw is like too cold. But like, yeah, and you don't need a straw sometimes. But if you do, there's alternatives. Like, it's such exactly work around. So That's true. Amazing. So true. So tell us a little bit about Ocean Mimic and what it is, because I'm so excited about it. Oh, thank you. So I, so yeah, Ocean Mimic, it, as I mentioned, it started on this, this island where we saw the, saw the trash washing up onto the beaches. And at the same time, um, I, I started Ocean Mimic with a friend of mine called Chelsea. We were both working on this island together and we kind of had the frustration of like, oh, it'd be nice. We're in the water all the time to wear something in the water that's sustainable and looks good. Like not just black or pink, like the kind of options you get from the big dive brands. Um, And so kind of all at the same time, we came up with the idea of sustainable swimwear for women, the idea of designs mimicking sea life, and then wanting to do something about plastic pollution. And they all kind of put into this 
melting pot of like, oh, okay, somehow let's try make something out of these things. Um, and that's how Ocean Mimic was born. So now what we have is this um, swimwear, which is each design is inspired by a different sea creature. So you've got the whale shark design, parrotfish, mandarinfish, bobtail squid, um, lots of different designs. And they're all made of a recycled plastic material. And for every suit that you buy, uh, we pick up 10 kilos of plastic from our beach cleanups around the world. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, I feel, I feel so happy to still, to be able to tell you about it now, like two, it's two years from, since we launched our Kickstarter and it's almost surreal that it's still, that it's still going sometimes because starting Ocean Mimic, I've got like zero experience in business, in manufacturing anything, in design, in fashion, like no relevant experience just a lot of passion and somehow it's still going and still growing and we're just about to launch our kickstarter for our bikini line um as well so that is so exciting that is amazing (laughs) uh, well the market's definitely there because you're right like if you're looking for something comfortable to wear while you're diving like your choices are very limited design wise especially if you want some of the like different cuts and whatnot like it's like I might love the pattern or the color of one but if I want a long sleeve then they don't have it in that and it's kind of like maybe I don't want to just wear the color and so I love the idea of like mimicking the animals in the water like that is it also I don't remember when I like realized but I was like scrolling through ocean mimic one day and I was like oh it's like in my head I was like oh yeah it's just like the same patterns as the animals and I was like oh it's mimicking them it's an ocean mimic and the name just like clicked in my head when yeah. I had to like walk away because I was like oh my gosh that is too good <laughs> I love it a lot of people are like yeah why are you called ocean mimic and it doesn't sink in for a lot of people like we're mimicking <laughs> so we take inspiration as well from the mimic octopus so that's and actually if you look at our logo um yeah. it actually looks like a little octopus on the side so oh and as well God. that's some so it's a little o and an m and a mimic octopus something along so that's it. our where we've taken our inspiration from <laughs> that is so cute oh my god so <laughs> How did you kind of go about, like, what was the starting phases of Ocean Mimic like? Because I feel like you said you went into this with no prior experience. So how did you kind of figure out what you were doing, how you were going to do it, how you were going to tie sustainability into it? Like, where did it kind of start? Yeah, it's it was a whirlwind. Literally, I remember sitting down, like, it started in monsoon season on this island and the, the monsoon was so bad that no boats could get there. So there were no customers for like two months. So that's how I stayed sane. <laughs> so I was started like, like researching how to start Ocean Mimic. And I remember sitting there and literally Googling stuff like how to start business, how to make yep. swimwear. <laughs> what is profit? Um, <laughs> so literally just Googling stuff. And, um, and then I already kind of had in mind that I wanted to get off this tiny island because you kind of end up getting island fever in that sort of environment. So I was like, Bali, Bali would be amazing. Um, there was a big problem for plastic pollution in Bali. And also there's quite a big, um, entrepreneur, uh, digital nomad 
society there like it's yeah. a really buzzing atmosphere so it seemed like the perfect place to start a business and to focus on plastic pollution and then you still got a lot of passionate ocean people there so I moved there um and Chelsea joined a few months later and we started to we started by um yeah a, a tricky getting into the whole manufacturing and sampling thing that was a challenge um we found an incredible designer through a Facebook group somewhere online who was in Canada and cool. oh that's where I yeah. am so exciting yeah I thought you were Canadian I was like I reckon yeah yes <laughs> I love um it. yeah so she's in Canada and we also started I think one of the things that really helped us was we started by growing the Instagram account early so just trying to post inspiring ocean content that people who love the ocean would enjoy and then by the time we had any kind of product or design to show at least there were some people who we could share that with so yeah so many things so much learning I cannot begin to explain how much I've learned in the past two years it's been so crazy um but and this is part of like what I want to share as well is that you can't people you can do it like if there's something you're passionate enough about um don't let the fact that you have zero experience stop you because Absolutely. I'm not I'm not exaggerating to say that I had no experience in any of this. And I, if it wasn't for the fact that I was passionate about the ocean, I wouldn't have made it this far. But I'm so grateful for um, to be here and to see how Ocean Mimic is growing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree where like, even if you have no experience, but it's something you're passionate about, go for it. Absolutely. Just dive in. Don't like, take that big leap so that you can't back out. Like, yes. When exactly. I was thinking about the podcast, I, I bought a mic and I was like, okay, you know what, I could always return the mic. And then I like was like, no. And I sat down in my like, childhood bedroom at like midnight and I recorded like a teaser episode just being like hey welcome to water women like this is what it's going to be about and then I like sat on it I listened to it a couple times and I forced myself to post it so that I couldn't go back on it and then it's just like I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to a podcast at first I was like how do I edit this how do I do anything but once you like take that big leap you're like okay now I've got to figure it out and you just kind of figure it out on the go and if you're passionate about it you're gonna figure it out exactly I love the description of um like entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and figuring out how to build the plane on the way down and that's kind of how it feels like you will never be ready like if you're thinking to start something and you're waiting to put everything in place like your full marketing plan and getting the product completely ready and stuff before you start then it's too late you just need to go for it just jump just jump um, just jump you'll be okay so yeah (laughs) I love that and obviously it worked out well for you with Ocean Mimic which is doing absolutely fantastic and I see it all over my Instagram with people wearing it and everything and I'm it makes me so happy to see because it's so amazing oh thank you honestly the community behind Ocean Mimic is just like the best like I just love the people who like buy the products and like I'll like chat with customers and when I got to like when I got to Dubai, where I am now, there was a customer who I remember had bought something from here and I was like, you want to meet for coffee? And they're like, yes. <laughs> you know, like the community is just, 
so nice and supportive and then getting involved in cleanups and sharing things and helping each other. And this is another part of like our social media and especially our Instagram is very much based on getting our followers involved to share things about the things they know. So we'll like, for example, today is underwater Wednesday. So we ask people to share what they know about the baby box fish. And that way it's like the community like teaches us. And it's, it's not just us saying we know loads of stuff about the ocean. We're like, please help us teach everyone else. If you know something like, please share your, your knowledge. And so the community is really special. Yeah, no one's ever going to have the exact same subset of knowledge. So, like, you're really creating this super safe and nice place to learn where, like, you might not know everything, but someone knows the gaps that you don't know, which is super cool. Exactly. I know nothing. I'm just learning from everyone else. (laughs) I'm like a facilitator. I'm like, I'm not a marine biologist. I've not been working in the scuba industry for long. You know, it's just being able to say, I'm a newbie at all this and if you know something then I would love to provide you with a platform to share it. And that's the spirit. Um, yeah. Like if you, if you know about seagrass, please come and let's do an interview and share what you know about seagrass, you know, like these sorts of activities. I think it's important. <laughs> I love that. Now you've mentioned cleanups a couple times. What, what was, why was it important for you to have like sustainability be a big part of ocean mimic and how do you guys do that like you mentioned earlier I believe that everything's made out of like recycled materials like that is so cool like so how does sustainability tie in for you guys oh well I'm just I'm very passionate about our oceans and like I said just seeing seeing the extent of the plastic pollution crisis was so heartbreaking um I just felt like something had to be done and in creating a new product, I did not want to create anything that was less than uh, as sustainable as could possibly be. Um, if you're going to create something, then it needs to be making a positive impact instead of adding to the problem. So yeah, it's always been really important to me. And in some ways, like it, I've always been driven more by the charity side than the product side itself. Um, yeah. And so yeah, for me, it's been so important. And even from just starting the cleanups, it became more and more apparent to me just how powerful beach cleanups actually are. It, just in seeing, we started with just maybe three or four of us doing a beach cleanup. And suddenly that grew and grew and so many people wanted to get involved. And the atmosphere was always electric and we and people learned so much about pollution and how they could live a more sustainable lifestyle and then they told their friends and brought their friends the next week or shared on Instagram and more people heard about it and it really emphasized just how cleanups are a really powerful tool not just it's not just about what you pick up off of the beach um but it's about using cleanups as a tool to raise awareness and educate and I think that's where the real power comes in yeah um, absolutely yeah uh I don't know if I even answered your question I went on a tangent there <laughs> tangents, but... that's the entirety the point of this podcast is tangents we love tangents here <laughs> um but you also mentioned the the fabric of the suits themselves the fabric is really cool it's called Carvaco Vita and 
The fabric is made in Italy from recycled fishing nets and other types of plastic. And oh, I love that. yeah, and they this they recycled it's made of and recycled nylon and honestly the fabric is such it's not just recycled plastic it's incredible quality this is one of the thing feed, great feedbacks we get from our suits it's really resistant really great lasts such a long time um and not only is it made giving plastic another life um but it also has a much lower carbon footprint because it's not yeah. made from virgin plastics it's made of recycled plastics so the, f- oh. the carbon footprint is way way lower which is another cool. benefit yeah it's really cool um so yeah and I'm hoping because I'm seeing a lot of brands coming out with recycled plastic products even the big ones like I think Billabong and Rip Curl and things like that yeah. and I really hope that in five years ten years every single piece of swimwear and activewear is made of this type of fabric because there's no reason why it shouldn't be so fingers crossed we have enough of this um like we have enough of the recycled plastics or plastics to recycle and this fabric that we like there's no reason for us to be like creating new waste when we could be reusing the stuff we have exactly (laughs) thank you love it so Ocean Mimic offers a couple, you mentioned earlier you were going to have a bikini line coming out potentially, which is unreal. That is so exciting. Um, so what products do you guys offer? Like if someone was like, oh, Ocean Mimic sounds really cool. I wonder if they'd have anything I would like. Like, what do you have? Because I want to hear more. So at the moment, our we have our flagship product, which is our body suits. So they are essentially long sleeved swimsuits for women. And this is our main product, which comes in six different designs, mimicking different creatures. And then we bring out limited edition designs, um, which are only available for a month. So we just had the blue ringed octopus, for example, and we try and bring these out occasionally. Then we also have a bamboo t-shirt. So they're made of 100% bamboo, but they're super soft, so comfy. And the designs are by an incredible artist called Rena Ortega, who does these watercolor um, paintings of our different creatures. So we, again, we have like the whale shark, parrotfish, our same creatures, beautifully illustrated with little funny puns like um, um, feeling fantastic or they're all really cheesy, but I love it. I love or, apparently, I'm not a mermaid and all these things. <laughs> um and then we've got, um, with the same designs by Rena, we've got some masks, COVID masks, not not oh, goggles so kind of masks. That. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird now that we have like, now? both kinds of masks? Like... I know. I'm like, I'm talking to divers. It might get confusing. So yeah. I know you said masks. masks and I was like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't know you guys had goggles yet. And then they yeah, like, yeah. masks. And I was like, right, right. We're in the middle of a pandemic. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah so masks and then hair scrunchies as well um and yeah big thing coming next is the bikinis which is as of recording uh, releasing in two days time so I'm crazy busy frantically running around like getting that ready so that's going to be available um as a kickstarter campaign for a month which is 
uh, so throughout March and hopefully we get fully funded because if we get even 95% of our goal, then we get none of the money and we can't make the bikinis. So it's really critical that we get the funding in March so that we can release these um, beautiful bikinis. everybody listening, go buy a bikini. Yes, Right now, you need it. You need this bikini. Yes. And even if you don't need a bikini, we're going to have special t-shirts and other little goodies that you can pledge to help us reach our goal. So please check out the Kickstarter or share it if you're listening. We will be sharing Excuse me, we will be sharing that on all of our social medias because I'm super excited to get my bikini and I want it, so everyone else better pitch Yay. in here. <laughs> Thank you. I love that like sustainability has been such an important like aim for you guys throughout this because it would be so easy to just be like, oh, we want to make ocean swimwear that looks like animals, cool, we can do that and like contact like some big production and just like hike that carbon footprint way up high and just make a profit off of it like that. But I love that you were like, no, sustainability is going to be at the forefront of this because that is so important, especially for the oceans. It is. And and like I mentioned before, actually, like for me at the, from the beginning, I was always more passionate about the charity side. I was like, we have this charity. Oh, and we also sell, we sell swimwear too. It's really cool. You know, like on the, like as a side yeah. thing. And as, cause I've been, I started it with Chelsea, who was more, she was more on the fashion side and I was more on the charity side. And then she left the company to pursue a more um, sustainable, or like a career, startup life is hard, right? So she chose yeah. to go down a different career path. And then I suddenly was like, oh, I have to take over the business side and figure <laughs> all that stuff out. And so that's got me a lot more um, orientated about trying to make that a success. But behind everything, for me, it's always the charity and the educational stuff we do is the is the main thing. It's not a it's not a side thought of like um, yeah. swimwear. Oh, and we'll try to do something good for the ocean. It's like do amazing stuff for the ocean, and how can we do that? Okay, we need to sell some swimwear in order to do that. So that's kind of how we fund the work we yeah. do, or just being able to grow the audience to hear more about the education, like educational yeah. stuff we put out there. Yeah. And I love that you're putting out educational stuff and like I, Ocean Mimic is growing so much and so fast and it's so cool to see. And I love that you're continuously putting out this educational content and like different focuses and everything. It's so cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, it's really important to us, the educational side. And we're working really hard on putting out like regular features so we every week we post um we post a blog every week we do this underwater wednesday where you learn about a sea creature and now we've got someone who's our diy girl who's making reels of upcycling projects every week and we have some amazing ambassadors who do takeovers all the time so we're really trying hard to get out lots of um, useful content and also resources for for cleanup leaders because this is a big part of what we do. So we want to be able to provide um, everything that someone would need if they wanted to run a cleanup. So how to do it, how to get people to join. It's all there on our website and we're always trying to improve the resources we have. That is so cool. And I love that you're ha- you have those resources because cleanups aren't just happening like where you are. Cleanups aren't just happening on like these beautiful sandy beaches. Like 
you can clean up anywheres in the world. Even if you're not next to the ocean, you can go do a like ocean cleanup and just pick up trash around you because that trash, I can almost guarantee it is eventually going to make its way into the ocean somehow if you don't pick it up. So exactly. I love that those resources are available for like everyone everywhere. Absolutely. And yeah, no matter where you are, like you said, if you're not by a beach, just going to the park and trying to organize some kind of cleanup is really beneficial because like you said, a lot of it will end, can end up in the ocean no matter how far away you are, but also because it's a great tool to educate people and raise awareness about the plastic problem. Yeah. Now, I want to go back to your products for a second because this is a very curious question. I feel like it might put you on the spot a little bit. I'll Do go you for have it. a favorite? Do you have a Ooh. favorite piece of, of uh, anything in your store? Which one's your favorite? Oh, I I do. I do. I am a sucker for the mandarin fish design because I love bright colors and it's a really vibrant. It's a very, yeah. really vibrant design. And also I love mandarin fish themselves. I was so, lucky to see them diving and they're so cute. And there's, <laughs> they dance together under the moonlight. I mean, what's not to That's love? so cute. <laughs> yeah so I I love the I love the mandarin fish um I love the mandarin fish suit and then I also love our eagle ray t-shirt um it's really cute and it has the slogan ray of sunshine so it's this little eagle ray of sunshine and it's beautifully illustrated by Rena with yellow sunshiny writing it's really like cute and cheerful so they're my two favorites <laughs> I love that you guys offer um, bodysuits that are, like, you can get the bright, colorful one, like the mandarin fish one, and then there's also, like, not dull, but, like, subtle colors. Like, the the eagle ray one, I know, is very, like, it, it blends it. Like, if you're, you have something for every occasion that you need. Like, if you want to go diving, you want people to know you're there, you've got these bright colors. Or if you want to just kind of like blend in and just enjoy it, you've got the, the like subtler colors. And I love that. Absolutely. And they're the more popular ones. Like they're the more fashionable and chic, like the eagle ray anyone can wear. Um, and the whale shark is our bestseller because it's a whale shark. Who doesn't want a whale, whale shark? shark? Who doesn't want yeah. it? And then you've also got the pinky purpley ones, like the bobtail squid has been super popular. That's a really pretty design. It's like purpley colors and the parrotfish too is almost, you almost look like a mermaid in the parrotfish suits. <laughs> I think my favorite is honestly the clown triggerfish one. I love that. Oh, one. there we go. So now we've, now we've heard them all. Have, have I missed Covered one out? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like, if I'm like I, do I know them off by heart <laughs> I think that was all of them so yeah the clown trigger fish is also really vibrant like it's it's kind of a mixture because it's, it's like, like the, the subtle the colors yeah and then just the the contrasting yellow zip adds a little bit of edge to it yeah it's a really nice one <laughs> so if people want to follow along with you on social media and check out ocean mimic where can they do that where can they find you guys where can they find your products so you can find us on Instagram. It's just Ocean Mimic, M-I-M-I-C, and you'll find us super easy. Um, we're the same name under Facebook if you use Facebook. And then our website is www.ocean-mimic.com. So you can check us out there. And 
if ever you have any questions or anything, feel free to message. We're a really small team. So it will be me or my amazing marketing manager, Heather, who replies. So feel free to ask any questions. Perfect. So definitely check them out. Definitely go get a bikini. Can like consider this maybe a little bit of a threat to get the bikini because I want one. So we need to stop it. <laughs> we need it to be a success, people. Please. <laughs> Thank it's you. Be, I can already tell. It's going to be a hundred and ten percent. <laughs> I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It was absolutely awesome to have you on and to learn more about Ocean Mimic. And I can't wait for everyone to hear all about it. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and been so much fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. I love sharing these stories with you and I love that you love to listen. Make sure if you like the podcast, you're leaving a review and liking and subscribing to the podcast. It really helps us out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Water Women Podcast and on Twitter at Water Women Pod. You can also check out more from us, including quizzes, blog posts, and shop our site at waterwomenpodcast.ca. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, stay salty.